Chuck. Oh. Uh, Bat and Spider, episode 150. Wow. It feels good. Thank you. Thank you. Please, sit down. Uh, please. They're here for you, Chuck. They're Thank here you. for us. Thank you. Sit down. Oh Take God. your seats. Thank you. Wow. Please, Big. everybody. No, thank you. God, I'm, I'm red. <laughs> I, I've, <laughs> I'm not used to getting such a, a, a welcome, you know? Yeah, no, Chuck. Chuck, I bet you weren't even expecting people to be in here with us recording tonight, right? No, I'm, I'm everybody feeling... give it up for Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, every, everybody give it up for Chuck. Chuck, every, there yeah. we go. Come on. Heart and soul of this show. Come on. Uh, oh my God. I know it's canned, yes. but it still makes me feel like I want to mm-hmm. jump out a window. <laughs> That's just, exactly. It's, it it's instills amazing. the same sensory, yeah. like makes you want to curl up and. Please You're don't have sing happy birthday to me. Do not, please do not sing happy birthday to me. That's what it does. Right? Let me go to audio hijack and Google. <laughs> this is in fact, episode 150 folks, uh, long awaited this week. We are doing the, uh, the episode on a movie. It means a lot. It means a lot to this show because of the man it features. Ed Wood, Ed Wood, uh, um, friend of the show. And co-host of the SETI BIMCO podcast. Oh, sorry. Tim Hamilton. When I saw this, when I saw this in the theater in 1994, I never thought Bat and Spider would be reading my letterbox review on their show. Tim. Cue the applause. Tim. Tim Hamilton. Great review, dude. Wow. Amazing review, Tim. Thank you. Letterbox.com. Wow. Yeah. What a treat. What a treat, Tim Hamilton, leaving that review. Um, I assume he liked it. Oh, four stars. He, he, he four liked stars? It he liked it. Yeah. Not as many, not as much as every other person on Letterboxd liked it. But I, I mean, I was uh, shocked that I had it at five stars back when I used to give star ratings. Um, right. I mean, not shocked. I knew I liked it, but uh, the amount of yeah. other people giving it five stars just. I know. And I think it's because. I probably follow a lot of people that are within my same age range and my experience with that movie, I saw that just like Tim, I saw it in the theater and, but I was not to give out age ages here. I was a little younger than Tim, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. Tim was 35 years old yeah. when he saw that, but I had a cool mom. We'll put it that way. That would take me to that, you know, that type of movie. I, she must've taken me. Someone must've taken me. I don't know. Had to have. But yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Big movie, big movie. Huge movie. And shout out to the Bat and Spider community. They organized a, 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 an Ed Wood watch along yeah. in our Discord, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I would have never, I would have loved to have committed, but 7 p.m. Eastern time, everybody in my life is still awake, friends. And I, <sighs> I just, I could, I could not, I cannot commit to a thing like that no. when everybody in my house is still awake. No. Uh, but it was amazing to see the show of support. Everybody organized. Foxtrot Bebop made the little poster. You guys probably saw it on our Instagram because you follow her on our, our Instagram. Uh, and and they they Great had a little work. community watch along for the movie. Forget in in prep for yeah. 150. It's heartening. It's heartening. I love when they do stuff without us uh, ordering them to. It's the best. I know. It's just it takes a little bit off of of our shoulders. Yeah. And it shows initiative, so, you know, we can, you know, 
that, you know, 150, yeah. we're going to have to start naming our replacement soon and uh, drawing up wills. Uh, so it's good yep. to know who, you know, who's thinking on their feet, who's, uh, who's digging in, who's, um, who's performing, so, you know? Right. It's only a matter of time, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. I, I can you know. feel the cold grip <laughs> of death's cat claw on my shoulder. In- Casing, encasing our chest cavities. Yeah. It's fingertips, you know, entering the uh, space between the ribs. The space between. <laughs> Chuck, um, what about this past week? You know, between episode 149 and 150, we dropped that bomb ass leprechaun episode. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, an oft overlooked uh, horror movie, but I think we did it justice with our pal Jonesy Loves Beer from the the twin vipos podcast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, it was really, I had never seen it before. It was a hoot to see, uh, Jennifer Aniston yeah. up there. Uh, I probably right? right before friends hit that Jeep Wrangler that she drove Chuck. Yeah. We remember we talked about in the episode. I remember. Oh, yeah. I, w- I fell in love all over again. Yeah. And the leprechaun doing it. his things, you know? Yeah. All the laughing he did. Yeah. It's right. Leprechaun. And, and the way Warwick Davis would, so you know he was Irish. He would stay. He would say me instead of my. I'm here for me, Pato Gold. Yes. I'm here for me. Yeah. Everyone That's get how away knew. from me, pots of gold. Stop right. touching. That's me, when you knew pots he was. Gold. He yeah. was deep. <laughs> yeah. And work. Call us, please. Amazing. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I saw a new product in at the supermarket shelves the other day, Dale. It was oh. Tell me. Instant oatmeal, but Lucky Charms flavored instant oatmeal. Jesus. With marshmallows in it. Just With marshmallows. Yeah, I guess it has. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, um, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's just, I mean, come on. That's. Yeah. What's I mean, happening? I, I don't. Yeah. Can we leave oatmeal alone? The, that's the, like that, like, that's the double down. That's the KFC <laughs> double down of oatmeal. How do we what make are they doing? Oatmeal kill you faster <laughs> yes, right right it never used to <laughs> but stay tuned everyone oh, um what what else did you do this week while you were out shopping for oatmeal um anything let's see do you anything not a lot but i did manage to watch myself a movie which boy i tell you Sometimes. my my diary has been very lack you know, i know it's like a desert in there same it's because my schedule changed. I'm going to bed early and I, I used to stay up all night and watch movies. Now I'm not doing that. So, uh, so it's yeah. been weird, but I did manage to finally put a movie on. And what I did is I had this nagging box set sitting on my, under my TV of three movies, trilogy, if you will. I had watched the first one months and months ago when I got the box set. And Finally, I was like, all right, I'm doing it. This is short. I can watch I can watch 1996's Tiger Claws 2, starring, I mean, Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, by the way. Cynthia. Uh, Bolo Young and Jalal Merhi. Now, these movies, I think they're all Jalal Merhi's babies. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen this guy? He's a... Uh, I don't really know his story, but he's not, he doesn't, 
no offense, I hope he's not listening. He doesn't have the presence that you want in your action lead. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm seeing him now. He, he's missing something for me. I appreciate his passion and the types of movies he makes, but the whole time you're just like, you want to sweep him off the screen so that Cynthia can be alone <laughs> up there and do something great. Um, no offense. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm. I mean, I'm looking at all these movies. They're they're ripe. Yeah. Um, I've only seen. I've seen TC two thousand with uh, Billy Blanks, and I've seen Tiger Claws. Uh, but yeah, I kind of want to see some more of these because. Uh, yeah, I mean these. Maybe covers. there's something in there. Talons of the Eagle. Look at that cover. My God, more Billy Blanks. Especially if he's listening to the show, we should you know. <laughs> I know. Right. I feel bad. He's gonna, he's gonna Google this. He's gonna have his Google thing on. No, um, <laughs> but Tiger Claws too. It's cool. So it's 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 uh, it was surprising. They they it's about police detectives fighting uh, Bolo Young, who is using the Tiger Claw technique to. He was basically a serial killer in the first movie, uh, and they hunt they hunted him down, brought him to jail. But in this one, in the beginning, he breaks out, hightails it to San Francisco. And this gets a little crazy. He's like, he hooks up with his old buddy at this temple that's in Chinatown that's underneath a Chinese restaurant. And his buddy there is the head of this restaurant. He's a restaurateur slash temple leader. He has their old master secretly hidden in a dungeon. Uh, And he's like, Bolo, our master's dead, but you got to come with me to, we're going to open up this portal that only opens up every hundred years or so. And, uh, and I need you to help me do it. And uh, Jalal and Cynthia Rothrock show up uh, to break the case. And there's mm. a martial arts tournament being held. But part of the tournament is cool. Because part of it is they have to like run through this gauntlet of spooky castle tunnels. It looks kind of like Castlevania to me. Uh, with, you know, with like fake yeah. stone, you know, painted backdrops and stuff. And like. Okay. Standing on poles yeah. with a, a dry ice underneath it. So you think it's like a hundred feet down. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of fun. That was, that was fantastic. Uh, them running through this stuff oh, and fighting each other. That and, sounds great. Yeah. And, the, and uh, yeah, so the, and it, 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 there's some time travel elements when they open up this portal. It's pretty wacky. Um, I actually, I think I liked it better than the uh, first Tiger Claw. So uh, hmm. it's only up from here. Tiger Claws. I see uh, Cynthia's in Tiger Claws 3 as well. Is she? I was hoping she would come yeah. back. Because um, that's important. She's she's an important element. She They just need more of her in these movies. That's, yeah, that's great. She's sidekick in these, and it's frustrating. No, no, we can't you know? have that. Yeah. Please. Yeah. But we got one more to go. This one's in the, the year 2000 they shot this, so I'm excited to see the fashion going on there. This oh this Tiger Claws too also like it um you know this is the soundtrack incredible I gotta shout out whoever did this soundtrack uh, let me see if I can find Howard Shore I mean if only Howard Shore had an ounce of talent that Veruje does <laughs> that's just one word that's their name Veruje that's their name Dale this this person ripped off. Terminator 2, all right, Brad Fidel, and he ripped off Angelo Badal- Badalamonte's Twin Peaks soundtrack. 
and put them oh. together <laughs> for Tiger Claws 2. And it is incredible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even think he this person was changing many notes for the uh, the Twin Peaks ripoff because <laughs> it's un- unmistakable. Wow. Yeah. But I'm here for it. You hear I, that I, I Discord? You hear that? Job. You creepy Twin Peaks fans in, in Bat and Spider Discord? <laughs> yeah. Revive that channel. They're maniacs. Yeah. So that's wow. all. That's all. I just, I want Tiger Claws 2 on a cassette soundtrack now. Thank you. Congrats for, um, yeah, I, I did it. I watched the movie. Out. You did it. Yeah. I didn't Congrats. get to see John Wick 4, but I will try and do that at some point. Yeah. Same, same, same here. I, you know, it's on my list, but, uh, you know, it, time, time will come. The time will come. Time will come. You know? Um, this week I went to, I went to the library, Chuck, and here, look, I'm just going to tell you, you've been going to the library. I don't don't go to the library for me though. I I go because my kids are supposed to read during the week, Mm -hmm. a couple minutes. And I'm like, well, let's go to the library. Let's spice things up and get your butts to the library. So you don't pick, you don't pick the, uh, the same books that you've had since first grade (laughs) with two words on each page. And they're like, oh, I'm reading. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. So I go, I go in there and I feel, ba- you know, I, I have this guilt because I, guess what, friends? I go to the library and sometimes I check out books with no intention to read them because I feel bad going to wow. the library wow. and not doing anything. You shouldn't feel bad. Because I don't read, I read, I don't read books, Chuck. I, I listen to books. Yeah. Do they have any, uh, do they still, does your library have those little uh, electronic MP3 players for each book? They still have those? I think they still have those in some places. I should ask because they're because they have tons they don't have a ton, they have a shelf of yeah. C D audiobooks, but I should ask if they have MP three players. That that might be yeah. cooler than the their crappy Libby app. But <laughs> Libby, you're on notice. <laughs> you're on notice, Libby. But I did check out a book. I checked out a graphic novel. Hello. I checked out a book. Chuck, you ever see this? Lugosi. Oh yeah, I have. I've seen this cover around. Yeah, who's it by? By uh, Corin Shadmi. Corin. He did. Uh, he did a, a similar situation with a Gary Gygax, a, the, oh. the rise of D and D, uh, and a couple other things. But it's like you know, it's like a graphic telling of look what looks like uh, an adult. Bella Lugosi from you know the start of his career maybe until probably the end um so we're gonna find that out as 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 you know as old Dale luck would have it you know I haven't started this oh, yet. oh you haven't read it I you thought know. you were gonna tell us all about it <laughs> no 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 but I'm telling you look forward but you want maybe you want, you want the library civic participation points so you yes. wanted to hold this book up. yes yeah tax dollars at work yeah right here it's incredible libraries are incredible they're I know. I I love libraries. I don't go as much as I would like to. Just I mean my local one, my local one is small and they just don't have a right. lot there, but but the other and towns they check, have bigger ones that are better, but yeah. Yeah. But <sighs> but also I know me. Teach their own. I will not I will check uh, I check things yeah. out of I check out a giant stack of books and I won't touch them. Yeah. And then I'll Yes, exactly. Uh, they'll they'll be late. You know, and everyone's upset. So they'll be late. Oh, oh, I, I did, I do want to tell the, 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 the viewing public here. 
Um, Brian Rummel, um, I was lucky enough to be invited back on his Horror Talk Live YouTube channel this past weekend, and you can still watch that. We talked about Maximum Overdrive, Chuck. I bought this, I bought a beautiful uh, physical copy from Vestron Video. Mm. Vestron putting in the work, and they they have like two hours of special features on this thing. It's really good, really, really good special features. Wow. The day after I get my copy in the mail, they announce a, a new steel book for the movie. Mm. <laughs> you, you available like, for pre-order now. That's funny. So I punch my wall. But you got to be like me, Dan. I'm, I famously hate steel books. So I would have been like, I would have rolled right off my back. Right. You would have, you would, if, if you were working at Walmart the night that the shipment arrived, you would open the box with a razor blade. I Even would, though the I box would, told you not to do it. I would it. personally punch every single steel book and put a dent in each one. Right. Yeah. Just to mess. Yeah. Just to mess with the collectors. God, I could see it on your face too. <laughs> you could see the genuine truth. Yeah. No, I can. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, crazy. It's a, uh, it's a twitch. I can tell. Self-hatred. That's what you're seeing. Anyway, uh, what were you saying? <laughs> We had fun talking about Maximum Overdrive, you know, trying to find some love in, in this movie filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. One of like mm. four or five Stephen King movies filmed in, in uh, North Carolina. You guys should have went and, and uh, uh, you guys should have went to where they filmed it and uh, streamed live from the, the gas station. Parking I know. Lot. We, f- we flipping should have. Yeah. Next time. Or at least put a green screen of it behind you. God, that's why I need a gaming PC, Chuck. Don't you understand? <laughs> They're the only things that can do green screens. Exactly. And when you listen to the episode, you'll learn that, that the gas station's not real. Oh. It was a set built in, a, in, right. an, a, in an empty lot. That was a trap um, for me. But, yes, it was. You fell. Uh, also, Chuck, I watched um, co- the continuation of our uh, hot ape summer. Ugh. I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes from okay. 2011. So th- this is the second one, right? This is the first one. Oh, Rise. This is the first one with uh, James Franco. Yeah. Oh, I watched wow. it. Okay. All right. Have you watched this movie? I watched it when it came out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I had, 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 had an all right time with it. It was, it, was, uh, it was good. Good enough. I think the other two was, uh, are um, more enjoyable. So. Uh, yeah. And I... I I think in my gut, I know that. And I was like, well, if this movie had to exist for the other movies to get made, yeah. then I'm fine with it. You know, I'm fine with that as a vehicle to yeah. get things going. My, I mean, my, Andy Serkis is up in there, yeah. up in your ass. Yeah, that's my, that's my gripe with that movie, though, <laughs> is that it's, it's just, it's like priming the pump for the next movie mm-hmm. where yeah. you, you see the, the Planet of the Apes in the title. You don't get that till like, what, the last five minutes, probably? It's all like right. yeah. Planet of One Ape, right? <laughs> James Franco's attic. Planet of Chimp. Yeah. <laughs> Planet of you One know. Smart Guy, One Smart Monkey. Right. But it's rising. And that's the thing. Yeah. And, and how about this guy who played Draco Malfoy? Oh, is he uh, in that? You know, the one thing you probably want to do when, you're, when you step away from the Harry Potter franchise is... is how to not look like a dickhead moving forward in your career. Let's, 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 let's audition for the role. 
where you abuse chimpanzees <laughs> for our whole movie and see he what pro- happens. You probably didn't have to audition. That's the problem. It's just like, hey, can you yeah, just- Yeah, you think they gave it to him yeah. just because he was a D-bag to mm-hmm. Harry and his friends? I knew he could do it. He could slide right in. And uh, he's just like, yeah, Tom Fenton is like, yeah, that's, uh, that's me to the core. Uh, just tell me what chimp to beat first, you know? It's, uh, and then he just like picture him cattle prodding Andy Serkis the entire time. <laughs> Actually, I you do. Know? I like picturing that. Yeah. <laughs> With Andy uh, like spitting and slobbering all of his words as he's trying to like act for the camera. God, he's, he's a method actor. He's just, he has yeah. to, he has to slobber. It's real slobber. They don't, um, they don't digitally uh, put that in. Oh, oh yeah, his. no. Yeah. That's, that's real shit on the lens. <laughs> but I'm excited to get to the other two. You know, when, when, when we hit Hot Ape Summer, when we had started Hot Ape Summer, I bought the big boy, the big Fox box set oh. that had all the old movies and then all the new three movies in 4K. So baby, I'm ready. You got them all. Got, got them all. Got them all. And then I, I was, I watched the first, oh God, Chuck. I mean, I was, that 4K disc looks so good. I watched the first 30 minutes of it and then I went into my bedroom and just streamed the rest <laughs> on the free copy I got so I could just fall asleep after. <laughs> Physical media, baby. <laughs> God, this looks good. I'm going to go watch it on my Yeah, iPad. that's it. <laughs> right. My God, yeah. Draco. God, hit that chimp harder with your with your blood money and your dad who owns the chimpanzee <laughs> enclosure. Ronnie. I don't Ronnie I Cox. do not remember any of that movie. I all I remember is the attic that he was in. Sta- oh, was yeah. he staring out that window or something the whole time? Yeah. Poor yeah, prisoner was. monkey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bite somebody. Bite somebody. Yeah. Can't take the bite out of me. Uh, that's it. That's that was my week. Sounds like a f- fulfilling life you got there, Dale. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy! I wish I downloaded a laugh track for our show tonight, Chuck. I you know I have all this applause and that you know because I think yeah. you know because I think of these things five minutes before I send you an invite link. It's so a, I only it, have so much time okay. to do things. I mean, it, but you did it. You did it. Mm-hmm. Half-assed. <laughs> what do you what do you remember most about Bat and Spider? Oh, the half-assedness of it all. <laughs> the the almost got there. You know? The oh, I remember the, the almost stress. could have had it. I remember the stress of of thinking about recording an episode every week, throughout the whole week, just being stressed about it and then not preparing until five minutes before. That's what I remember the most, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, everybody else, they're called rock stars. You yeah. Know, that have that yeah. kind of life. But I us, bet you, uh, you walk into your office and your boss calls you a rock star, right? <laughs> Not us. Yeah. We don't get called a rock star. <laughs> right. No. We're scrimping and scraping for that five minutes before the episode. <laughs> oh my God, Dale. Should we do this? Should we get into the, um, the big picture? I think. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should talk about uh, episode 150's uh, movie. Greetings, my friend. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the 
unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing you the full story of what happened. We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Can your heart stand the shocking facts of the true story of Edward D. Wood, Jr.? Which, which means a lot, right? It means a lot. It personally means a lot to me, I think, this movie. Uh, this Is this your first, This is, I believe this is your first watch. Uh, and you know what, Chuck? I, to be completely honest, I yeah. feel like I was better off having not watched it at all because now I feel like only watching it once, it's like, oh, you only watch it once? Like you're not in the Edward <laughs> army? Like the rest of us who's, who've been watching it for 20 years. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, this is the, my first watch. Um, what is your personal history, though? I mean, you knew of Ed Wood. You're, you're slightly younger than me, but you know, you know this Ed Wood guy when the movie comes out? No, I probably knew about him. I was too young to be hip to like, uh, well, I was probably, yeah, I was too young to really be hip to this stuff. So I guess in... 1978, 79, no, 79 or 80. Those two dorks wrote a book, uh, like the Golden Turkey Awards mm-hmm. or whatever, named Ed Wood yeah. as the worst director of all time. They named Plan 9 as the worst movie of all time. And uh, what this did is started a sort of a cult following of Ed Wood and his films. Since then, it only grew. Um, and, you know, on, you know, on one side, you have people laughing at these things, making fun of them. Which, yeah, they're, they're fun to watch and they are fun, uh, you know, if you find incompetence funny. Um, yeah. But the thing that's special about Ed and why he was named King, probably, even though I take issue with that, because I, find, I, yes. I, I just want to say I find his movies very engaging and entertaining. And he definitely has his own style, especially his writing, his dialogue. You can spot it a mile away. It's uh, he... He was a true artist. Um, and so, so yeah, 94, I'm 12 years old. This movie, I probably started, you know, I was a Burton head. I loved Beetlejuice, Batman. Uh, I loved Tim Burton. And this movie, it's weird because I think this was kind of a flop when this movie came out, but it probably had a, Disney probably put a, a good amount of advertising budget around it. So I probably saw the commercials and I knew I wanted to see this movie. Which is crazy because I'm a kid being like, mom, take me to see a black and white movie that I'm very, (laughs) I'm excited to see, you know, uh, that I'm like picking out my, like, I need to see this movie. Um, and, and it, and it, and it was great. It introduced me to, uh, the idea of, of the thing that I will, I still love to this day of, of maniacs making art <laughs> and doing whatever it takes to make the thing, try and make the thing that's in their head for better or worse. Yeah. Um, and it's, and this movie does a really good job of humanizing him and 
you know, making it, it's, it is very funny. Like I, it's not a movie I laugh a ton at, but you know, you read reviews and stuff and people like, Oh, I saw this with a crowd of people and they were laughing so hard, you know, (laughs) and it is, it does, it does really do. You know, I think, I think the writers, uh, the Karaszewski and Alexander, they're very much on that, making it fun and approachable. Uh, they're on that end of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I, I think, I think just the whole idea of Ed Wood and the, you know, his drive really, uh, got into me, even though I did, it didn't like my love for this stuff is much more recent in my life that I really kind of dove into this, this area of film. Um, and really, maybe it just took me that long to mature enough to appreciate it, uh, for what it is and not, not just to scoff at it and think, Oh, it's just something to laugh on, you know, to laugh at on mystery science theater. Um, right. Uh, it's stuff that's that it, I end up really appreciating, especially the last few years. I've really um, grown to love this the Ed and his movies. Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I I don't have any like deep memories uh, as far you know. Just I I I remember going to see it in the theater, and uh, it opened up a, a new section of the world to me, which uh, I'm for mm-hmm. forever thankful for. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think that's what it would have done with me. I, uh, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't a, you know, I, I don't even know if I realized Tim Burton was Batman 89 or Beetlejuice at the time. Uh, You know, I, I liked those movies, but I wasn't sure if I made the connection at that point where, you know, there was this through line running through and Tim Burton is the guy to follow. Maybe not until like Sleepy Hollow or something that I catch on or start paying attention to that side of the movies yeah. and stuff like that. But I remember Ed Wood um, being in black and white. And I remember the movie existing because I knew it was black and white, but I don't, I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Um, it, I remember many trailers and I definitely didn't know it was about a real person, mm. which kind of blows my mind. And not until I started the show with you and starting uh, started like, looking into that side of film and and its history did i understand kind of the um the legacy that ed wood probably didn't know he was starting when he was named the golden turkey or whatever because assholes you know 20 years after he passes or when did he pass in the 70s (sighs) well no that's even it's that's the bad thing it was like uh two years after he died yeah right he he basically missed out on the fame he was searching for his whole life by like a year. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. You, you just, you said it. So, you know, these guys and, and pre pre internet, you know, like you had to kind of like be, uh, I don't know. You had to be in, it's really interested in that kind of stuff to be able to like dig up history, uh, uh you know, at yeah, that time. I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we're pre internet, I, you grew you you grew up in sort of rural area suburbs, right? Like I yeah. feel like if if we had lived in a city, maybe you know having more mm-hmm. access to weirder magazines and you know theaters yes, that right. might be doing a, a weekend of Ed Wood movies, you know, and we had like mm-hmm. a cool uncle who would take us to that type of thing. Um, but right. out there, you know, it's it's you know maybe you get like a little snippet in Rolling Stone of something you know mentioning a weird movie. Once in a while, but yeah, uh, that's 
Yeah. If you didn't know where to look and you didn't have anyone guiding you, it was like, you know. Right. It's hard to find um, that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, so to, to know that Ed Wood um, was a real person and to know what we've seen of Ed Wood and what I've learned about Ed Wood since we started the show, to go back and, and see the movie under this lens, it's, it was like, it was kind of a special experience for me to know that this major Hollywood movie was focusing and, and kind of focusing in a positive manner. This guy who was named the worst director of all time and his movies were named, his movie was named the worst movie of all time by these chuckleheads in the late seventies. Like, and, and, but, you know, thankful for them that they kind of brought, rebrought up the, the legacy of Ed Wood and, and, new fans were born out of them featuring, you know, making him a joke. Um, yeah. But, you know, fans even back then were into his Ed Wood's drive and, and whatnot. And what I learned about this movie, you know, this movie is, it's very light and airy. It is funny. There's a lot of, uh, what, brevity to it. Like it, yeah. you know, and I, and I read that Tim Burton wanted to keep the movie positive because of what Ed did and what his drive was. There is certainly a darker side to Ed Wood, and they feature it in like two sentences, uh, you know, at the very end about how he yeah. eventually died of alcoholism. But, you know, there is a dark side to Ed, but I think he, uh, he documented a lot of his life in letters that he had written. And in these letters, it, they were mostly positive. They never touched on um, him and his darker side of his life and stuff. So this movie was very special in that, you know, it just like no matter what, um, no matter what uh, adversarial challenges Ed Wood was facing, you know, he always wanted to kind of live the dream. He was living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting movie because the more I see it and the more time passes, the more I learn about Ed and Vampira and everyone around mm-hmm. this crew. It, it's the more I see the movie as um, less you know, it's less a biography and more, even though it does depict a lot of true things, um, mm-hmm. especially the way Johnny Depp plays Ed Wood, you know, it's not, you, you, if you watch Glenn or Glenda, you see what Ed, a little bit more of what Ed was actually like, his mannerisms and the way he spoke. Um, yeah. And it's not that, you know, what, what was uh, Johnny Depp? He was like doing a, a Ronald Reagan impression, I think he said. <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah, a few other people exactly right. were his like influences. Um, but I think what it does is it creates, you know, it, it builds up this this very lovable version of Ed Wood as this sort of like, you know, crazy angel <laughs> who is just obsessed uh, with mm-hmm. making the movies in his head, and he doesn't let any bad criticism get him down. He doesn't get a producer laughing in his face, get him down. He, he just moves on to the he next used, thing. And it is, and it yeah, is he, when you see that depicted on screen, it's very, it's uplifting. It makes you want to, you know, yeah. it, it gives you permission to be like, Oh, right. You know, like even though everyone might laugh at me, I don't care. I love what I'm doing. I'm going to do this thing, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So it is. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. and they do focus on a couple, you know, I don't know what, if it's like five years in his life, you know, 
things get really bad, you know, (laughs) after these movies are made. You know, he really. That's what's amazing. This is like the golden age of Ed Wood. This is like his peak, right? Of yeah, and it's amazing the amount of movies he made in in the fifties alone, like and the early sixties. Like one's not mentioned in this movie because he he made other things in between. He wrote things and wrote other movies that other people directed. It's it's crazy the amount of stuff he got got made for <laughs> for who mm-hmm. you know for someone who would be like heralded as you know the worst practitioner of the art form ever uh it's that dude was it's inspiring <laughs> and 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 in the movie you know anytime he faced a challenge or had or faced a naysayer he just used that to figure out how to pivot to the next thing like how to make that negative and turn it into a positive yeah like he, there's people <laughs> screaming him in the face or telling him he can't do it well he just you know pivots and and comes up with a, a different idea that could maybe sell that person on a, a little bit different iteration but never loses his their attention yeah like he he turned the in such uh, a great way that theater critic who mentioned the costumes <laughs> like i don't even think he he, oh, yeah. he 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 said the costumes were good he just mentioned them and but Ed took that, That's turned positive. that into a positive. <laughs> yes. Right. And he's like, you read the, uh, you read the reviews from some of these other theater people. They never, they don't even bring up the costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, who, kn- and who knows what Ed, you know, I mean, the people around him know what he was, what his personality was like, you know, like what it was like talking to him in person. But, uh, so it's like, you know, part of me is like, you know, mad that we don't get a more realistic, but part of me is also like, uh, I, I love what Tim Burton and what it sounds like Johnny Depp really, it, I, I, it seems like they really fell in love with Ed Wood and they, mm-hmm. I think they were very good caretakers. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't turn it into a joke, which I really appreciate. Cause I think yeah. this e- easily could have been, let's make fun of these people, uh, for two hours. Um, yeah, right. Where it, it really and even dances a, a delicate line where you're laughing at these people, but you're, yeah, you're also like, you're rooting for them and you know, mm-hmm. you want them to get their damn movie made and to have that premiere <laughs> and not get fruit thrown at them. But that's, what's so cool. I mean, uh, you know, you watch the movies that are featured in the movie, uh, Glenn or Glenda plan nine from outer space and bride of the Adam slash bride of the monster. And you see like just how folly it all is, but it's never ever the butt of the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's filmed with such seriousness in a, in a light, lighter tone, but they're making a movie like no matter what you you say. And I think, um, you know, from what I could gather, like Tim Burton was slated to film Mary Riley with Winona Ryder and then every, the studio wanted Julia Roberts and, and Tim Burton dropped out. But he, it turned it up, it, uh, he was just going to produce this, but it, it like turned his attention on him wanting to really film or direct Ed Wood. And I think it's from a place where obviously he was a fan and it, it's a, it, it was coming from a place where he wanted to kind of justify Ed Wood's existence to the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I, in a um, good way. Totally. Um, yeah, it was just, everything was ripe. So I'm just looking at the, the copyright of nightmare of ecstasy. 
The Life and Art of Edward D. Wood Jr. by Rudolph Gray. Uh, so this came out yeah. in 90, 1992. So it was a pretty fast track for this to be adapted into the movie. And, you know, bless Rudolph Gray. He's still, I think he's still alive because he cool. shows up on new. He's on like the Orgy of the Dead. Uh, he does the commentary on that, that disc and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but bless him because he, I think he, I think he spent 10 or 12 years finding everyone he could that was still alive, interviewing them and uh, putting this book together. And, and it's a, it reads more like a, I don't know what style this is. This, cause it's like, there's no prose that Rudolph wrote. It's just, it's just all quotations from interviews, but it, it's Ed's life chronologically. So, so, you, it's, wow. so but it's, it's like, a really cool uh, thing. It's like that documentary aspect where you get the same story, but different ways. Like the way people remember these things are in different ways. You know, one of the funniest things is the one, the one girl who may or may not have paid for the budget of Bride of the Monster. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. She, yeah, like, the idea, the the fact that she didn't drink water. She said she was allergic to water. She hated drinking liquids, and they and they liquid. throw that in there in the movie. But that was like a real thing that like most of the people in the book are like, yeah, she that was her thing. She didn't like liquid. <laughs> uh, and still, they're like, still to this day, they're like fighting about whether or not she she actually paid for the movie or not. She swears she didn't, or like she swears her dad didn't pay for it. Um, wow. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, That's it's hilarious. Amazing. But it, it is, I, uh, it's required reading. I, I have to say, I, I'm, ha- I'm happy to see that you have that. I mean, I, I had no doubt that you would have that. My, uh, my library system does not carry it and it's not an audio book. So it's out of print. Oh. It's a nightmare. This book needs to be oh, it's out of print and, and an audio book. It, I mean, that might be yeah. tough cause it's all quotations from like, you know, 50 different sources. So, oh yeah, that's, I don't know yeah, that might that. be. I'm sure they that might be that an issue, but it's not that it's not that bad a price on um, you know used. Yeah, I found one uh, pretty cheap. Market, so yeah, yeah, they're available. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so what are uh, the actual movie? I feel like we haven't really talked about. It. <laughs> I know, yeah, we've we've really talked high level, but uh, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker is Dolores Fuller, who was Ed's first live-in girlfriend and he uh and they they made a lot of stuff together yeah and the real life dolores fuller was seemed to be a bit unhappy with the way sarah jessica parker played her character but ultimately um i guess the real dolores fuller was kind of like shook that when she found out that ed came out to be a a transvestite yeah Yeah, she yeah but there was a lot of love, she said that, and that wasn't really portrayed in the film. Like they really, really loved each other. Yeah, I think they did. Um, yeah. And uh, Martin Landau plays Bella Lugosi. Yeah, uh, Academy Award-winning role. This role here, blown away yeah. by that fact. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that when that happened, it was like it was exciting. <laughs> and Rick Baker yeah. won for the makeup he did on him. But I'm always crazy. Like, like yeah. it just looked like Martin Landau, Landau guys. Like it doesn't look like Bella Lugosi at all. It kind of did, yeah. Like, he, and he didn't have that much. Sorry, done. Rick. He didn't. I loved your work on Harry and the Hendersons, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just another notch in Rick Baker's belt for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, the heart, the heart of this is really Ed and Bella's relationship. Um, yeah. And it, it is, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're watching this young, hungry guy in Hollywood come across this old, forgotten Hollywood star who's, you know, at the, in the twilight of his years and he's poor and his wife left him. I, the, the thing they do leave out, I think he married another woman during this time that they just left out of the movie, but, um, but it, you know, and there's, you know, Bella's son, I think his name's Bella Lugosi Jr. He, he, you know, he did not, he does not like Ed Wood. He thinks he took advantage of his father and that he was just exploiting his dad. But I think, you know, I, I, I think Ed very much had a fondness for Bella. And of course, yeah, you, of course he's exploiting him to try and make movies. Of course he's doing that. It's, you know, as clear as day. Right. Um, you have Bella Lugosi kind of at your disposal. Yeah. You know, but a lot of these, you know, a lot of the stories in this are true. You know, the, the Bella, uh, ready to kill himself. And he calls Ed over in the middle of the night and tries to convince him to, they don't really go this far in the movie, but the story goes as he, he tried to convince Ed to kill himself as well at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they started to talk about it in the movie though, but yeah. it, it didn't really go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it, it's, it, 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 I think the core other than Ed's relationships with uh, Kathy and Dolores, it's, it is, it, it, the friendship between these two is like the core of this yeah. movie. It's the thing that holds everything together and makes you smile. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I mean, it and to go back we watched plan nine from outer space for the show but to go back you watch ed wood and you see just the i mean it's, you see the cockamamie cockamamie things that come out of bella lugosi's mouth <laughs> yeah. against these the movies and then you watch the actual movies and you're like this is this actually happened this is a shot for shot remake of bella lugosi in these movies that yeah. and and you still question to this day like bella lugosi and glenn or glenda you're like, what? Uh, I mean, but, but he got Bella Lugosi in his movie. It's incredible. I mean, his performance, you know, he's just sitting in that room the whole time for Glenn and Glenda, but it is incredible. <laughs> yeah. The li- the dialogue he re- the, the stuff Ed wrote for him to read is just, yeah. It's it, like another level, it, like a different movie. It's powerful yeah. stuff. It's endlessly pleasurable to listen to. Yeah. And, and that, you know, they put it in the movie, but like his face trans, uh, transposed with the, the buffaloes heard running. It, it's, it's, you, it's yeah. high art, like, but it's also like, it's high comedy. Cause it like, I can't, it makes me laugh out loud yeah. every time I see it in, in this movie or in the real thing, Glenn or Glenda, <laughs> in, I laugh every film. time because it is so, but it's, it's not, it's like this joyous eruption within me. That's like this weird mm-hmm. melding of Bella Lugosi reading these insane lines with stock footage of Buffalo stampedes. It <laughs> like, how do you describe that? Like you can't, it's just like, I don't know how do you, how do you describe a complex feeling? I don't know how to do it, but it's it, whatever that feeling is, it gets me every single time. And I just burst out in joyous laughter. <laughs> and I, yeah, it, it's like the, stuff like that is like, Ed, it, it, it's just magical to me. I, I, I don't know. 
you know, and then, you know, it gets into, you know, Bella's uh, time in rehab and, you know, turns out Bella didn't have insurance from the Actors Guild and he's yeah. got to get kicked out of rehab. And uh, I'm assuming um, they don't really get go back to him whether he's fall, he fell back into his habits. Um, but he did die shortly after in the movie getting kicked out of rehab. Yeah, I, I don't quite remember. I, I, I think... I think that's kind of how, I think he just, he was so old and frail that getting off of it mm-hmm. was probably too much for him and he didn't last much longer. Um, it's amazing how the body remained alive to be addicted to everything that <sighs> Bella yeah. had in his system. Like the body stayed alive for more of that stuff. But yeah. once, you know, he removed that unhealthiness, like his body yeah. gave up. I, but I mean, to see, uh, to see those track marks up and down his arm in those several shots, yeah. it's just like, yeah. real that was like real shit i was like oh my god that's yeah. <laughs> that's like and real shit and it's amazing because it is like like to see it in this movie it, it just brings in and like a darker element into it because it's you know the burton's presenting this as this like joyous like happy-go-lucky guy this like mm-hmm. lovable losers this band of lovable lovable losers but like oh you see the old guy has track marks on his arm because he's you know, been addicted to morphine for 20 years. Uh, yeah. He's only taking this job because he has no money and his wife left him. And, you know, it's, it, there's all this stuff underneath all the joyous, happy stuff. Uh, that's but very it doesn't well need to be even said. It's, it doesn't even need to be. It's just it, you figure out as soon yeah. as you see like the weeping holes on his arm. It's like that's dark enough. N- you know, nobody totally. even says anything out loud, like, but they take a glance at it and it's like, Jesus. Yeah, I think you know, like the makeup Jesus. guy just like glances up at Bella and Bella just rolls up his yeah. sleeves. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. It, and it's, you know, the, there, are, there are a few made up things in this movie, but there are a lot of true things. Uh, I mean, the, the octopus is a great one. They really did steal the octopus from a movie they stole studio. The octopus? That's they stole great. it. <laughs> But they didn't. But get not the motor, the motor to control the, the legs. <laughs> so they made poor uh, Bell Lugosi get in this um, man-made little ditch of water that they made in Griffith Park. Get in there and move the arms around. <laughs> and it's like insane if you watch Bride of the Bride of the Monster. Like the ending, of it, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's like one of these it. I think they allude to it, but like there's so many endings to that movie that don't make sense. It's just like, it doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause he doesn't die. The <laughs> octopus, I don't think kills him. He ends up like running up a hill for a half an hour until I think lightning strikes him. I don't know. It's insane. <laughs> so much happens, but, uh, mm. um, what are the other good stories? Uh, Vampira, uh, Oh, vampire. Ed oh falling. God. Ed falling in love. Like I, I love how like occasionally the movie checks in on Vampira on TV. Like she's oh, they show that she's got a steady so gig awesome. and she's like the horror hostess with the mostest. And yeah. and then Ed runs into her at, at a Hollywood party or a restaurant. Yeah. Begging her to help smitten. sell his movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and she, you know, and and she, you know, Nyla Murney, she she really was like that. She did not want to associate with these freaks and she's you know, she probably, you know, even at the end of her life was probably embarrassed that this is, you know, being in these mm. Edward movies are probably the thing that she's most remembered for. 
Uh, she probably hates that. Yeah. And she, you know, she, she claims she was like blacklisted. Like when she finally agrees to be in plan nine, that's around the time she plan she says she was blacklisted for, I forget what the, her reasoning was, but cause she had all these, she really did like after their TV show, she had all these offers for movies and she was like going to be a big star, you know, all this stuff, mm-hmm. but it all fell apart somehow. And uh, yeah, so she took, did they, did they mention why she was blacklisted? I don't know. I'd have to, I don't know. She, there, uh, there's, you know, her, her niece, I think just wrote a book that I've been meaning to check out Hmm. um, on her life. And I I wonder what that has in there. Um, Yeah. um, But it's, I mean, but it's amazing to see, you know, she's, I don't know if it happened this way, but she's like, if I appear in your movies, can I not say anything? Can I just, no, I think that, out. that was true. She didn't want to speak. <laughs> you watch Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, she just walks out from the, the back of the set. Yep, and you're like, what is what is the purpose that she's serving here? But it's, I mean, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I, God, it's amazing. Yeah, I and I get chills like the 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 shot recreations whenever they recreate something from you know like Tor getting out of the. Uh, the grave for plan nine or oh yeah man my George I, the oh, animal steel like oh yeah how about this so on. i vaguely remember george the animal steel from being a little kid watching wrestling but you probably yeah. you're more familiar with him right yeah yeah man that guy was a monster he'd eat yeah. the turnbuckle you know in, oh, in the ring yeah. like he was <laughs> yeah that dude was real deal and he looks exactly like tor johnson yeah there's a there's an there's a uh, deleted scene. Did you watch any of the deleted stuff on this movie? No, I watched a featurette. Um, I watched a featurette introduced by Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp was dressed in drag at the in the meat plant. Oh wow! And then they have like uh, some behind the scenes footage of um, Tim like filming the the octopus fighting scene with Martin and a couple other scenes, but oh, cool. I didn't watch any deleted scenes. There's a deleted scene where. I think it's, I think Ed eats dinner with Tor, his wife and his two kids and it's, oh, how cool. and it's, but it's this like comical thing where the, the amount of food they eat and it's, and it's in the book too. Like the amount of food that the, the Tor family eats, it's, it just sounded insane. <laughs> like just it's amazing. kept bringing the wife, just kept bringing more and more food out of the kitchen and they're all just eating away. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> but I love, I love all the sets. I love. I love, like, I love how they, for, when they, they introduced Tor Johnson, that's at a wrestling match that, you know, Bunny and, uh, mm-hmm. and Dolores and Ed are just, you know, they're just at a wrestling match and that's how they introduce, uh, yeah. Tor Johnson and the Hollywood Knights, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Ed's like, I, I need to meet this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny. I, I love that. This bun, I mean, uh, Bill Bunny. Murray plays Bunny, but Bunny was a real person. Yeah. Like, isn't this, cr- like, I'm all, I, I it always like never sat well with me seeing like when I was, when I saw it the first time, I was like, why is Bill Murray playing this small part in this weird black and white movie? And like in hindsight, it's awesome. Like, I'm so happy that he was able to like, uh, yeah. he, he didn't have like right. a big, big enough way to raise like, no, I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to play a bit part in this black and white, weird movie. Uh, right. He, he did a great, he, he does. did such a good job playing bunny. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. God. And he's like, he's just there to, you know, uh, 
Ed's like bouncing thoughts off off of him, and he's got like he's got all these plans and that fall through of getting a sex change, and yeah, like it's just per. It was perfect. It was perfect casting for him too. I think, um, and he constantly uh, had like a powdered face. His what his face was clearly yeah. lightened. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would love to see. I don't think I've seen any like color photography on on the set. It would be it would be a trip to see footage yeah um and i columbia like put this they put the movie in turnaround which i i read turnaround i still don't quite understand what it means but basically it sounds like they uh they didn't want to film it in black and white and 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 tim burton had total creative control which is pretty crazy yeah i mean i guess this movie he had you know disney's is ended up being uh disney right it's buena vista touchstone um yeah touchstone yeah and they're they're big Burton heads over that you know they put out most of his movies I think, <laughs> uh, so yeah I don't know I I guess Tim was big enough that he Wild. could still mm-hmm. could be like yeah, I'm I'm gonna shoot this in black and white it looks better. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, I what else? I'm, I'm thinking. It's a it's a it's a weird movie. It's a it's a movie that I don't want to watch too many times because I I. Especially in this watch, I started to like, it started to, and maybe it's just knowing more details about the real story and everyone that, um, the veil of this movie and the good feelings <laughs> it portrays is starting to weaken in my eyes. And I, I'm, mm. you know, there's a part of me that kind of resents what they did because, um, you know, it feel, you know, it feels like they're presenting this false type of thing, but also I, I, I like that. Like I, I think I think that's what movies are. They're, they're not, they're never presenting the truth and they're way better when they're uh, embellishing and making uh, their own statement and feeling. And, and gosh, you know, I, I think I saw some review of um, Ed and the, or sorry, Tim Burton and the two writers of this movie, they, they did team back together and they made big eyes in 2015, which I don't know if you've, you've seen. About the, no. I forget her name. The the painter who did all the seventies children's paintings uh, with huge eyes. Um, no. but her like the whole th- the whole story is like her husband took all the credit. He like put her name, put his name on all the paintings, and she but she was slaving away making these things and didn't get any of the credit. And that movie is mm. kind of a disappointment. It, it's not it's not that good. And it's like what what was it about? What what did they capture uh, when they made Ed Wood in '94 that they couldn't right. get back? I mean, obviously it's yeah, a different team, different subject, but um, right. There's just something about this movie. It feels like lightning hit, and all the elements were there. Mm-hmm. And it, but I yeah. do, I, I, I sorry, Go um, ahead. but I do get what you're saying because I knew what I knew of Ed Wood before watching this movie, and this movie, it was it. I get where you're, yeah, I, I think I know where you're coming from. Cause I was like, this is not the, all that is to Ed Wood. Like yeah. the dude directed porn and he was, who knows like what kind of slump, you know, life slump he was yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the later years in his life. It's like, this is, uh, this is one aspect or one story, but there had to have been some dark times, even this five years, you know what I yeah. mean? Like the, or however long this this span this movie takes place, it's uh, I, I yeah, it's like uh, just because I knew 
I know who Ed Wood is now. And you see this and you're like, that's one te- way of telling it. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know, tell me more. Like, what's the, what's the bad parts? I know. Uh, you know, of like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I actually want this to happen, but my one, my pitch would be to like, get Tim Burton to make a small movie again. <laughs> it w- would be, Hey, call up your pal, Johnny Depp, who, uh, whatever he's, whatever Johnny Depp's going through, whatever. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. Uh, they should shoot Ed, uh, Ed Wood too at the end of his life. Cause now Johnny's in his fifties or whatever. Uh, you know, and Ed, oh, yeah. Ed died in his fifties. Right. So he, they could do, they could do the dark times, a movie that no one would want to watch except the people who right. listen to this podcast. And God, it would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It wasn't all puppy dogs and ice cream. I don't know. Yeah. I think it would be a cool uh, other side of the coin of this movie. Yeah. Because Dale, once you, I, once you see Orgy of the Dead, you're like, oh, I want to see, I would, I, I want to see this Ed Wood on screen. Okay. <laughs> all right. Noted. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. We didn't even talk much about his cross-dressing and stuff like that. You know, that's a huge element to this movie. Which I, you know, it's it's still surprising how deftly they handled it. They didn't. You know, there's a few jokes made at the expense, like the whole like, "Oh, are you gay?" And he's like, "No, I'm not gay. I love women." You know, that's a that gets yeah. a little. I mean. But it is, you know, for the fifties, that probably what is what the conversation was like. Um, but what, you know, this is, this movie was made 30, almost 30 years ago and it's, it's pretty well done. It still feels like a somewhat, it, it I never felt like they're making fun of, of, of that aspect of it. Right. Uh, which no, I think they I, easily no, I, could have felt fallen into. And right. It especially would, it in the fifties, I mean, especially in the fifties, you know, being surrounded by people in Hollywood and yeah. stuff, it could have been a lot worse reaction. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I think it was handled great. Yeah, and, but I mean, even for the '90s when they made it, they could have, you know, they could have played it up for, you know, as oh yeah, you know, you know they they could have ri- ridiculed it and made it seem grosser than it than it is. It's not gross at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but right, yeah, it's yeah. I, I thought they yeah. And I think maybe that, you know, not to say that uh, maybe that's their, them respecting Ed's vision yeah. of, uh, you know, Glenn or Glenda, like. Which is a goddamn masterpiece. I mean, it took me years to finally watch Glenn or Glenda, uh, but it is, God, I mean, if you've never seen it, it is, it in my opinion, it is Ed's masterpiece. It is like, it, for it being his, basically his first feature, it's incredible the yeah the amount of stuff he puts in there that you can tell is right from his heart and his mind uh even that yeah. even with all the weird mixed up you know outdated psychology that's in it it's i think at the core you're you know you're getting ed straight straight from the source and it's it's incredible i love that movie yeah <laughs> i mean and it was i mean it was created to educate people and yeah that's I think that, yeah, that message that's sending, I think that had a lot of heart to, and that was coming from a place uh, very personal, I think, to Ed. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that's it, Dale. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, geez, is that the, was that the worst conversation? We didn't even, we, yeah, we didn't even talk about the movie. We just <laughs> talked about Ed Wood, the man. Well, you know, that's what it brought out of us, you know? Um, Great movie though. I, I look, I, I want to watch it again. So did soon. you like it? You liked it. I did. No, I liked it. I really liked it. Good. A lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I really did. And I'm, and, uh, you know, I'm glad I finally get to see it, but again, like, you know, geez, I only watched it once. Is that enough? You know? Uh, no, but I, I was glad to see that it was, I mean, it was two hours long as blast. It was really a blast to see in the shot for shot remakes, um, from Ed's movies in, in Ed Wood. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. I always forget there's, um, where is it? Is it in the beginning? They, there's a little stop motion that they do for the opening credits. Like the, I always think the octopus arm is like stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. That's the opening credits. Animated. Yeah. I love that. God. It's such mm-hmm. fun making this. You can tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have my vampire and, ghoul, and, ghoul gang patch here that I still haven't oh, cool. put on anything. You had a, did you have a vamp? Oh no, you had Lily monster on your car, right? You didn't have, I, vampire I have right? vampire on there too. I have all, okay, all that's the, what I thought. Goals. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, also, I mean, man, I am like addicted to Howard Shore's Mondo theremin oh, score. Yeah, we got to talk about it. Oh my God. Isn't it the best? It's, it's, it's perfect. so good. It's so like, it matches the time. I can picture whatever this uh, movie, is, like whatever this score is played along to is in black and white. Yeah. And it's just a great, great vibe, man. So I love the Congo and the theremin. Oh, the Congos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the music. How about that guy they got for the, when Ed dances, like he comes out of the, the walk-in freezer. Oh, yeah. It's like the after party. I, I listened to the, the commentary and that guy... That guy was like a, he didn't know Ed, but he was, he would have been like a, 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 he was famous around the same time that Ed was active. So he, oh, really? that guy was on like the Tonight Show and stuff. Like he would do this weird organ act. Oh, know? that's cool. I love the way he played he was, it and he was still around. So they got the guy. They were like, Hey, you're still around. And I was on the same guy. Yeah. I guess he, he was having a okay. resurgence in the nineties. So he was like still around performing. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, they got him to be in that scene. Um, on Lisa Marie's Instagram, <sighs> she uh, she shows a picture of a Polaroid of Lisa Marie and that guy from <gasps> behind the scenes of the oh movie. God. Oh my god! I was like, oh, it's that guy from the movie, Lisa Marie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one that got away. We didn't even talk about Criswell. Criswell, this Dude. maniac who made up fake predictions and made a whole career out of that, and. Somehow ended up in a bunch of Ed Wood movies. <laughs> Wait till you see him. Man. He's an orgy of the dead and he's like the leader of the underworld commanding uh, these hot ghost women yeah. to dance for him. <laughs> yes. And he did not learn his lines. <laughs> yes. Man. Uh, God. Gotta get out the Hollywood, Chuck. I know I would just check it out. It sucks that I lived, I lived there for a year and I never, I was not into oh, yeah, Ed at this there. point. And I, I, I wouldn't go back and do like an Ed Wood tour and see like the apartments right. he lived in and stuff. I think that would be yeah. fun. You were in the business. You you worked for a movie poster place, right? Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Movie trailer oh, company. Yeah. Oh yeah. Movie trailer. Yeah. Mm. 
I just got lunch for everyone. God, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, oh, but I did meet, well, I didn't meet, but I remember the day someone from this movie came into the office. Uh, the voice of Orson Welles in this movie. <laughs> the guy who does Pinky and the Brain. Or he does Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Brain. I, I knew that guy. He came in voice. to do, his, uh, I think, a quick voiceover once, and he was, I saw him at the desk. I was like, oh, my God. Amazing. That's the guy. Um, Dale, I know our listeners didn't let us down. I just know it. No, they didn't? They didn't. I saw the notifications coming, and they didn't let us down. Uh, and so that's the, that means this, this is the time in the show we're going to open up the mail hatch. Oh my God, Dale, this is, I'm sorry you have to edit this. Hour and nine minutes in. Um, the mail hatch. The mail, open up that mail hatch. Dig your grubby little oh mitts in there. Oh my God. Let's get going for, uh, we are now entering hour two of episode 150. <laughs> Jesus H. You you folks really came through, huh? Oh my god! Don't forget Mikey P's. We got to read that one too. Oh yeah, Mikey. Yeah, Mikey P's first for sure. Because he sent his email what like seven weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at this! Wow! Look at this love, um, folks. Bat and SpiderPod at gmail dot com. If you want to uh, share the love as well, send us a little something. And uh, 315-544-0966. That's the official Bat and Spider hotline. If you look us up in the Donnelly directory, <laughs> you'll find our number. Oh my God, Dale. The, the Donnelly, Donnelly directory. directory. Oh my God. Was that a regional thing? I, that's a good question. I, I mean, they had Wiley Coyote. So oh, that's in Wiley Coyote? Remember the uh, the the uh, the commercials? It was like Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do. So, like, how could it be uh, regional if they got those two kings of the of the screen? Yeah. Oh God, there's a commercial on YouTube here. The Donnelly Directory, the Yellow Pages, and much, much more. He just reached into my the deep part of my brain and pushed a button. <laughs> wow. The Donnelly Directory. <laughs> All right. I, we got to get Chuck. Yeah, we got to get through this because we still got to pick a movie and you know. Um, okay. First is uh, from YouTube's own Brian Rummel. Oh, oh, wait. What about Mikey? Isn't he first? Well, he, that's a voicemail. So I'm going to play that. In oh, the voicemail segment, All right. Chuck. Never we mind. A, I'm we sorry. Have a cadence. I'm, I'm producing, overproducing here. You get, you're on top of it. YouTube's Brian Rummel. Go. Uh, hello gentlemen i just wanted to wish you guys a big congratulations on episode 150 that's a huge milestone and i wanted to wish you guys continuing success you guys keep me company early on thursday mornings and i appreciate it keep up the great work brian rummel oh thank you brian yeah this that dude he gets up like spoilers Chuck, when you're going to bed at like 4 a.m., Brian he's, Rummel's getting he's up. He's making the full crystals at that time. <laughs> yeah. And I don't publish the episodes until like 5 a.m., yeah. so wow. he's up before the episode is released. He's probably tapping his watch, waiting for it to go live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Pacing. God, bless Thank you, Brian, Brian, for that. Appreciate that, pal. Thank you for getting up that early uh, so the rest of us don't have to. Next up is from friend of the show, Kev. Hey, Kev. 
Ed Wood and congrats from Kev. Hey dudes, no 20 lo- no 20 hour long voicemail, but I wanted to send a note to congratulate you guys on 150 amazing episodes, two stellar Saturday series and a bunch of bonus eps on Kofi. Your movie this week, the masterpiece Ed Wood is about a group of misfits forming a family bound together by fate. This made me think of all of my amazing friends, but especially the amazing community you have built on Bat and Spider Discord. Aw. I have discovered so many amazing movies, had so many great laughs, and lost so much money (laughs) thanks to the great (laughs) folks in the band's community. Would I have ever fallen in love with Fangs or the films of Frank Henenlotter without you? Unlikely. Alligator? Maybe. Pink Flamingos, definitely, but not brain damage. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Also should note, Kevin Cablasto is also a part of the community, but this was not my fault nor my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks and much love to both of you for not just the show, but our amazing community. It is such a, boy, a, this is such a joy to be a part of it. Congrats. And here's to at least another 999,850 more. Oh, Dagger Forever in my gratitude heart. with peace and love, peace and love, <laughs> Kev. Yes. Peace and love. No I more send this autographs. With peace. <laughs> I say this with peace and love. <laughs> Do not. Do not send anything to be autographed to any address after this date. Kev, you're a real one, babe. Thank you. Thanks, Kev. Thank you for that. Thank you for being a, 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 a pillar in the, in the Discord community. True pillar. It's folks like you who, who uh, make it welcoming for new folks and keep it active, frankly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. so much to keep it active. Next up, Tim Hamilton. Hello. Congratulations to the Bats and Spiders on making it to episode 150. Marvel team-up was canceled at issue 150 in February of 1985. (laughs) Spider-Man teamed up with the X-Men in that issue. I never read it, so I don't know how good it was. (laughs) I do hope you two can keep your engines lubed up and humming well past episode 150. Ed Woodsman once entered my dreams and entertained my inner child way back in the 90s. Curly was in there doing push-ups until I confused him with Martin Landau. Congrats, Tim. (laughs) What? I got lost in that last part. Was that a dream? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think Curly, well. From the Three Stooges? I think he he thought Curly from the Three Stooges was in his dreams doing push-ups until he realized it probably wasn't Curly, it was Martin Landau. Wow, my God. Which I don't think the two have ever, you know, had anything to do with each other. Man, I don't know. I don't think Martin Landau didn't play Curly. I don't know. Only Tim Hamilton knows. Yeah. Next up is friend of the show, Brandon. Brandon, love you. Brandon. In episode 102, at the minute 39 mark, Chuck said, I don't care. We make the art. You appreciate it. (laughs) Fawn. Fawn at our feet. Congrats on 150 boys hoping for 150 more. I said that. Brandon. I, it's, it's, uh, I don't think he would lie. Brandon's not a liar. Uh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks, Brandon. Oh, that's good. All right. 
this one up. First one up. First and most deservedly, Mikey P oh. has been uh, is been in this inbox since January 30th. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We really pre-sold this episode, didn't we? I think we did. I mean, that was so long ago. Yeah. People change. I know. All right. Here we go. We got to get to it, Chuck. All right. Bat and Spider, Mikey P. Mikey. Calling about Ed Wood. Man, I hope you saw my review. I love this movie so much. It's so well done. Back when I saw it, back when it came out, first to VHS, I used to watch it and get so inspired to make something. And thank you, thank you for covering it. 150 episodes and, you know, Tales from the Crypt and some Black Castle. Thank you so much for doing it, for, for still doing it. There are days when I don't even think I can crack a smile and I am laughing out loud listening to some things. Or just feeling like I'm talking to the two of you guys. I think it's hard to open up, especially to a invisible audience. But um, thank you for doing it. One funny thing about Ed Wood that I want to say is that back when I watched it, I kind of didn't know the whole like intravenous drug scene really yet. And so I thought <laughs> one yet. of the things that Ed Wood was going to discover was that Bella Lugosi was actually... Uh, you know, that Jekyll and Hyde performance, it was because he was actually a vampire. And yes. I was waiting for that to happen when <laughs> yes. I first used to watch it, which I think is funny watching that, looking back. Inspired. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Mikey man. P. Oh, man. Thank you, Mikey P. You're, you're tops. Tops. I know. You're the best, Mikey. We love you. You know that. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you need a, a pillow in the dungeon, you got yeah. it. Can't wait to hug you again. Remember that time we were all at Baltimore Comic-Con? Yeah, hanging that's out? right. Yeah. My God. Mein Gott. Remember we saw the Iron Sheik there? Is that who we saw there? No. <laughs> we saw some wrestler no, going uh, to the bathroom, right? Oh, we saw Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. That's who we saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just using the bathroom like uh, everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just like the rest of us. No yeah. VIP bathroom for Nikolai. <laughs> was he wearing his, uh, his little Russian hat thing there when he went to the bathroom? <laughs> I think he was. But it made us, uh, <laughs> it made me do, end up doing uh, Iron Sheik impressions for the rest of the weekend <laughs> because of it. Because they were a tag team at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Donnelly Directory. <laughs> Next up, Jim Lynn for Pope. Jim. Wow. Uh, American Jim in the, in the Bat and Spider Disc. Yeah. Spider. Congratulations on 150 years of podcasting. What a long trip. It's been um, the work that you have done for garbage cinema uh, cannot be understated. I don't have the patience uh, to watch all these movies on my own. <laughs> um, so sometimes I, I just don't watch them at all. And I let you tell me about them and then, then I can talk about them um, at work and I can make small talk uh, about oh, these movies wow. that I've never nice. seen. That's all about, um, but um, that's big. I, I caught up on all 150 years of previous episodes for this 
momentous occasion. Nice. Um, and I've got one question for you. Um, I think I think you're the experts I need. How do you pick what size shirt to buy if you're buying something uh, online and you, you don't have any previous experience with that company? Because uh, I'm one size in the shoulders, another size around the middle. Um, t-shirts, sweaters, sweatshirts, jackets, uh, they all sort of fit mm. differently in, in weird ways. And I, I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, that, uh, also, yeah. uh, somewhere around the late teens, early twenties, uh, Dale had a running gig where he would ask for gift cards to be sent into, uh, this, this, this email address. Um, so I'm going to include a $15 Amazon gift card that, um, one of our, uh, vendors gave to me for doing, uh, some online poll garbage. Uh, you should feel free to spend that, um, as, as you see fit. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for 150 years. Jeez. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next 150. Wow. Love you. Bye. Love you, Jim. Um, Jesus. Man, a lot to unpack there, but just want to shout out Jim. Ton. Ton. Uh, I don't know if we've ever shouted this out on our show, but Jim, um, he made the film linked uh, bot, which runs in our Discord, uh, the Letterbox feed channel, and a lot of our uh, brother and sister Discords. Um, yeah. That thing, Jim... He does it out of the kindness of his heart. Unreal. I think you can throw him some money. So uh, if you're ever like, hey, man, this I love these letterbox channels. Uh, throw Jim some money. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Shirt size, Dale. I mean, I... God, I mean, uh, uh, it sounds like he's getting in. He, he knows his measurements. I don't know my measurements. My, mm-hmm. I just, when I pick a size, I brute force my way into that size no matter what right <laughs> and i've recently went from large i've accepted that i'm an xl now that's a pretty wow. recent thing so and it, you know it, it, the shirts are more comfortable i'm happier mm-hmm. in the end i still have a, wow. a huge library of larges that i will still torture myself with some of them fit some of them are tight you know i keep that for home time you know the really tight yeah. ones only yeah, Melissa right. gets to enjoy that, but right. Um, that's me. That's Tough. I don't. I don't really have. I don't know, Dale. Do you have any uh, expertise on this subject? I I feel like I've lived my life uh, since high school knowing about this subject. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, and it's only gotten worse with internet shirt companies. But uh, you know, from from I started doing my laundry early, like when I was twelve or thirteen, and yeah. When I, uh, from very early on, I stopped, I never dry a shirt in the dryer. Never. Really? I, I hang dry all my shirts wow. because the dryer will betray my body yeah. to a, to a degree that, uh, will, would make me jump off a bridge. It's like playing Russian roulette, throwing a sh- wet shirt in a dryer. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Especially the kind of shirts that I wear, not like classy shirts, but yeah. Um, the internet has only made things worse because, uh, and, and, you know, the previous decade, 
clothes have gotten smaller. Yes, I've gotten bigger, but uh, a, du- a, a double X is not a double X anymore. Yeah. And, and a dryer with, will further betray that. So when I'm shopping on, especially for uh, shirts sizes that uh, are from a company that I don't know, I, I always go size up and pray for the best. Mm. So mm. I'll go 3X knowing i'm probably a 2x and you know if i get a shirt from like duluth training company that's still an extra large because they 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 take care of me over there Duluth. but uh yeah size up you gotta size up yeah yeah just size size up up. i guess and there is i mean there is an image here of of a gift card a 15 dollar gift card for us here bat and spider so Thank you, Jim. You are upper echelon. Just a picture of a gift card. So we can't, it's just a. <laughs> it's a picture of a code <laughs> of a gift card. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah. What are we going to get? Jim. What are we going to get? I don't know. We got $15 to get burn yourself. We got a, burning. Get, you know what, Dale? You take that gift card and order yourself. I don't know how much it is. A Blu-ray copy of Ed Wood. That's what I want you to do. <gasps> you son of a bee. Yeah. I'm re-gifting the, my half back to you. Oh, so my you can God. buy Ed Wood. Yeah. Cause there's a guy that there's a lot of good, uh, little extras on there. It's, uh, yeah. Mm. Beautiful man. <laughs> well, Brian Rummel actually lent me his copy. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. So you have it, you have but access to it. I, I, I have access to it, but, but I do want to own it. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, next up. And now a word from our sponsors at the Donnelly directory. Do you ever think, but, hey, I don't know the phone number for that fucking place. Open up right. the Donnelly directory, delivered right to your doorstep every year. Find your local businesses, uh, your aunt's phone number, mm-hmm. the guy down the street. You know. Do you know how livid people would be nowadays if some company started delivering a list of everyone's phone numbers on their doorstep? People would be oh my God. livid. Yes, people would be besides themselves. Yeah. So they would probably be like, uh, assuredly uh, uh, sh- think it, thinking it's illegal, like it's a yeah. like a hacker's yeah c- missive. Is this it? is this where society went wrong? Is this where the this when they when we switched over I, to cell phones and not having to memorize numbers, mm-hmm. and the phone books went the way of a dodo, a dodo. Come on, wake up, one dodo, one dodo. Uh, is this what happened? Is everyone got all private? They got all uh, community yep. died. That's what happened. And that's when people started forgetting about Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Yeah. The Donnelly Directory. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird ad that was. We got another voicemail. Oh, we got him. <laughs> Dale. Hey, Bat and Spider. I just wanted to call in as part of the. Uh, 150 celebration and say thank you thank you for all of the above yes Mm -hmm. and uh you guys are doing a great job thank you have a good night bye i appreciate that thank you very much mystery caller thank you so much mystery caller that means a lot when a stranger calls in and uh yeah says thank you means a lot i mean you know not to throw any shade over uh, our good friends but that's that's big. That's big. Yeah, it is. I mean, we. Uh, I, I was talking, and this applies to this person as well. But uh, Zach Presley uh, DM'd me and told me he left a voicemail, which I'm going to be getting to. But it takes a lot of courage to 
oh, put yeah. yourself out there and just have your voice heard. It's 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 it, it makes you want to brain yourself sometimes. Like oh yeah, just to know your voice is being heard by more than just people in the room. It's it takes a lot of nerve and courage, and uh, we thank everybody who does it. Yeah, it probably took me a year to get used to the idea of recording of, mm-hmm. of having my voice out there. I still a year, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, easily. So yeah, big ups. 150 episodes, that's like three years, I think, right? I mean, is this a three-year yeah. anniversary this month? We started in 2020. Oh yeah, I guess our three-year anniversary must be coming up, huh? Maybe in like a month and a half? Maybe. Something like that? There's no way of uh, checking that information. No, so someone's going to have say. to do math, and I'm not going to do that. It's 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'm not doing any math. Are you first? All right. Speaking of Zach Presley, here he is. Hey, y'all. This is Zach from Oklahoma and the Discord. Jesus, this is Zach Presley's voice. Wow. See, that's the other thing. That. You, you reveal personality, you know, to yourself. No. It's a whole you dimension. deep voice. Yeah. Thank God. King. <laughs> Um, just wanted to it's call a Tulsa in and game. congratulate you guys on episode 150. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And, um, I'll tell you what, I really just love the community that you guys have built. And, um, it's just been what a, uh, great ride it's been. Um, I also wanted to, um, offer up something that I've done in the past in the Discord, but, uh, this is the first time I actually have ever called into a podcast, so I'm kind of a little scatterbrained on how to do this, but um, I would like to offer to make three cassette tapes of episode 150 uh, to give to the first three uh, people in the Discord to claim them by direct messaging me. Wow, you heard it. my name is Zachary Presley, so... um, yeah, That's if huge. you want a tape of episode 150 to kind of celebrate this cool milestone, um, just you shoot me a direct message and I'll uh, get something put out once the guys release an episode. Thank you, Chuck and Dell, for all the good times, the laughs, and uh, making my drive to and from work a lot more enjoyable on Thursdays. Thank you. Wow, jeez. Wow. Thanks, Zach. That was very sweet. Thank you for calling in. And holy cow, three cassette giveaway. Um, yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're not, if you're not hip, Zach in the past has made special cassettes for certain episodes and have given them away. Uh, judging by the runtime in this though, he might have to do a, uh, might have to buy some double cassette cases for this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you like have to do a lot of editing. Double cassette. <laughs> yeah. Use your illusion one and two. Ooh. Uh wow, Zach Presley. Yes, thank you. I mean the yeah, that dude is like uh he designs jackets. Um what are they called? C C jackets? C uh oh, what goes about. in the cassette, Chuck? Don't go look at me oh, like that. J cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J cards. I, I was you said C ja- jackets. I was picturing like a, a letterman jacket. I was like he, he designs jackets. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Sea jackets. Sea jackets. <laughs> like Navy jackets. What? 
Classic. Um, wow, that's cool. Friggin' classic. But now I feel like I have to redo my art for this episode. You know, if it's going to be in print. God damn it. Oh, Zach, <laughs> that's it, Zach. I'm not putting this in the episode. This is the last thing Chuck needs. You ever, you don't know the half of it, you folks. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. All right. Uh, we got a couple more to get through. Chuck, please. Keep it, let's go. Let's do it. Enthusiastic fan of your podcast on Ed Wood. Here we go. Oh, I don't like From the, the of desk that. of Kevin Cablasto. Oh. MB3. Do we have to? Hey, Chick and Dell. <laughs> this is Cablasto's assistant calling in for him. He wanted to congratulate you on your 150th episode. This is, this is, this is, uh, uh under the belt. This just, is below the belt. Whatever just, you, you got wrapped up. Uh, fucking the, the spite he has for us. No. And asked me to write some nice things to say, but refused to write any himself. He also told me the wrong podcast name twice and couldn't remember the hmm. password to his email. So I'm sorry if this is late. Anyway, I hope this email finds you well. I just wanted to drop you a quick note to express my appreciation for your podcast on the movie Ed Wood. As a fan of Tim Burton's work and an admirer of Johnny Depp's performances, I was intrigued to listen to your episode and learn more about this cult classic. Your deep analysis of the film, its themes, and its production so was truly much. insightful and engaging. <laughs> I loved how you explored the complex relationships between the characters and how they reflected Ed Wood's passion for filmmaking and his struggles to make his vision a reality. Your commentary on the performances of Johnny Depp, Martin Landau, and the rest of the cast was spot on and helped <sighs> me appreciate their craft even more, especially Lisa Marie's boobs. Dale, you horndog. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to create such an informative and entertaining podcast. Below the belt. I look forward to listening to more of your episodes and discovering new insights into other cinematic gems for another 150 episodes. Best regards, Kevin Cablasto. I'm doing air quotes. P.S. If anyone has a job for someone with a master's in biochemical engineering, please contact me. What? You know what? Is that some inside joke? To, to make somebody from the desk of Kevin Cablasto. Oh, that's, that's his assistant. The gall. That was his assistant looking for another job. I get it. I get the joke. God. Oh, yeah, no, we get the joke. Yeah, we get it. We get that you think our, our whole existence is a joke to you. We get it. After 150 episodes, we get it. Yeah, everybody. Kevin Cablasto from the desk of Kevin Cablasto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's so great. Oh, he's so funny. Here yeah. he comes. Here from comes. his desk. Yeah. Made his assistant right Punch oh. Punching up. So funny. But really, Dale, why couldn't we get a vampire biopic starring Lisa Marie? Can't we just yeah, get that? Yeah, I know, right? She deserves it. She we deserves des- it. We deserve it. <sighs> Next. All right, last one. Oh my goodness. Big episode tonight. The big 150. Bat and Spider. Chuck and Dale just wanted to send in a quick note, quick voice note to say I love you guys. I love the podcast. Aww. It's been so incredible to have these awesome episodes to listen to week after week. Not to mention the mini side feed with the various, uh, you know, Crypt Keepers Coffin and, and the Hammer House of Horrors. All, so much good stuff that you bring to us on top of your regular films that you cover, your low rent, low budget B movie films that we love to watch along with. Just 
thanks for being you guys, uh, for being who you are, for creating this podcast and this community. That's so awesome. Very excited to be celebrating episode 150 with you guys. And just want to let you know that Bat and Spider podcast is simply the best. feels good. Thanks, Yoli. Wow. What a finale. God. Do we deserve this? We don't deserve this. Yes. Bat and Spider. Simply the best. Love you guys. Love the show. Let's do 150 more. Cheers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Now we have to, Dale. Now we have now to we do have to. more. Wow, Yoli, thank we you. Let, we can't let Yoli down and no. not do 150 Mm-mm. more no. of these. Wow. That felt... That was Yoli, everyone. That, God. Just, Dale, that's the thing about our listenership is they bring us down so far, but they also bring us right back up again. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. like just when you think it's not worth a... A, a goddamn <laughs> for any of these ungrateful pieces you get a wonderful voicemail yeah. from yoli and it all changes to remind you why it's all worth it she gets it she gets Soundrap playing almost the whole song almost the back end of simply the best mm-hmm. will light a fire within she us knows. she knows she knows we'll pump our fists in the air for the whole song yeah she does she gets us. Yeah. Wow. Yoli, one half of the Spaghetti and Freddy podcast. They just, they're, they're probably recording their season finale tonight. Check out yeah. the Spaghetti and Freddy podcast. They do uh, episodes about Freddy Krueger. And then uh, they alternate with Spaghetti Westerns, which is, uh, which is probably the greatest idea in podcast history, if yeah. I may. Have they covered uh, Freddy Got Fingered yet? Uh, shit. It, maybe that's season three. Bated breath. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not, they had, oh, season three is all the Freddie Highmore. Chuck, they got to do the, all the Freddie Highmore. Yeah, I don't believe first, that. Remember? I don't believe that one bit. It's another one of his Cablasto uh, stories he makes up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chuck, that, we're simply the best at getting through our, our mail segment. Wow. <laughs> Damn. How many cassettes deep are we? I know. And uh, you use your illusion three pfft, at this point. God. You know? After Chinese democracy, we kind of everyone was kind of praying for use your illusion three. Am I right? <laughs> oh man. Um. So we have to pick a movie. Whose turn pick, is it? Yeah, it's just back to the grind now. Uh, yeah. I think you know. I picked uh, what of unknown origin. Which is oh, okay. Forty nine. So you could pick. Okay. Release me. 
pick. I'm going to pick. Release me. Uh, let's look at my watch list. Let's not, let's not give it a whole lot of thought. Let's just do it. Let's just pick something. Better than everyone. Oh. That was good. That was really good. Now I'm like, I'm twisting up like Joe Cocker now. <laughs> Joe Cocker. Now there's a guy who didn't know his shirt size. <laughs> I mean, you know, God bless. God bless him. Yeah. Getting away. Yeah. Me, I look like a fat fuck. <laughs> Joe Cocker? God, he's, 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 he's selling it up on stage. <laughs> you know? Uh... <laughs> God, there's a lot of movies to watch, Dale. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, this train don't stop, you know? No, there's so Better than everyone. Oh. Here we go. You got it? Oh, I got it. This is a movie I probably... I have some experience with this, but okay. probably not Full since... disclosure. Probably not since 1992 when it was playing on some cable station or pay-per-view uh, mm-hmm. that I had access to because my dad had you know, legal cable box. Oh yeah. In the house. Oh yeah. Um, and they didn't always play the Hollywood movies, Dale. Let me tell you this. Sometimes they would play the, the direct to video movies on there. Okay. So, uh, everyone, uh, set your decoder rings to the year 1991. The director is Spiro Razatos. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying the director. We're going to watch Fast <laughs> Getaway. And I want to see Dale's face when he reads this cast, the first two cast members. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> first Fast I, Getaway. Are, have you seen this? No. Okay. No, I've never thank, seen it. Thank the Lord. Oh, my God. Uh, starring Corey Haim, yeah, Cynthia Rothrock, yeah, two pillars of the community. Corey Haim is the right guy in the right place at the right time. All he needed was a fast getaway. Shit, yeah. Nelson, played by Corey Haim, is a teenager who robs banks with his father and group along with two other friends. Corey Haim is the right guy in the right place at the right time. All he needed was a fast getaway. Shit. A weird syntax with his father in group along with two other friends. Is that syntax or is that grammar? I don't even. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I have, I have like, uh, they're vivid. I have vivid glimpses in my brain, my memory of this movie. Really? And I've always wanted to revisit it. Um, and to my surprise, seeing Cynthia Rothrock, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we have to go. Now, I have to go back. When you're, when you're watching Tiger Claws or you're watching yeah. uh, the, um, the movie that we watched. Yeah. Where you like, I got to go back to that movie Fast Getaway. No. Did you just realize that Cynthia's back in it thanks to Letterboxd? I, I, no, I think I, I put this on my list a while ago just because fa- it's Fast Getaway because I remember seeing parts of it when mm. I was young. Oh my God. And I'm just now seeing Cynthia Rothrock's name and it, um. Wow. So cue the Tubi werewolf. Uh, 
because that's where you can watch this sucker. Mm-hmm. Along with Amazon Prime. 86 the mom minutes. from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is in this. Yeah. And Leo Rossi. He's no slouch. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, he's in Leonard Part 6. I used to, <laughs> I used to feign love for that movie. I used to genuinely... Really? I've never seen it. I just... Uh, that was Baker's one that... We should do that for yeah, the show. Wow. I mean, it's so bad. Yeah, is it? That I don't even think it's bad good. I think it's just bad, bad. But yeah. I used to be like, oh, this is my movie. I'm going to die on this hill, fall on this Leonard Part 6 sword. I mean, it, this the title alone dares you to be a fan of it. Right. Well, what is going on? He's like a... Is he like a spaceman? In this movie, you wouldn't believe it if you know he's got it's has nothing to do with being a spaceman, but you look at it, yeah, he's holding the earth in his hand. I don't even think we could get away with doing a movie about the cause, (laughs) yeah, that's right. We can't, you know, (laughs) and we're doing Johnny Depp movies, Chuck. I know the amount of Bill Cosby records that are sitting in Goodwills across this country is it's (laughs) it's a problem, it's a problem, it's a real problem. (laughs) just sitting there i hadn't even thought about that there's side millions of things, the of darker them. side yeah it's millions of them can't even give them away i bet no they're always right on top jeez um so yeah uh holy crap dale we gotta we gotta end this uh, uh hold on uh, okay okay <laughs> what what um you didn't you f- maybe you were gonna save this for the show <laughs> what? i see it's on your watch list but Fast Getaway was it was 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 important enough to get a sequel. Oh. Fast Getaway too. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Believe me, I I didn't know if I wanted to watch that one or this one. I figure we should start with the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this is something to put in our back pockets. Yeah. God, look at that cover. Look at Cynthia on the cover of Fast Getaway too. And uh, look at look at man Corey Haim. Oh, she Look at how much hair. of a man he is oh, yeah. in this. Oh yeah. This is like three years later. He's like he's yeah. tough he's toughened up. Looks completely Corey different. Corey HGH <laughs> in there. Jesus. God. If they can't be good, they'd ra- they'd better be quick. All right. Wally Bujack stars in Fast Getaway 2. All right, uh, Chuck, uh, Jesus Christ, we, we got to go. I yeah. mean, I, I am never going to be able to be done editing this. No. In, uh, you know I what? I give you permission to not edit it. Just, just put it up there. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Just, we we should have been doing that for the 150 episodes we've done. Yeah. Just cut out the horny bits and leave the rest, right? Yeah, right. I mean, there was some, definitely some tantalizing revelations on our part. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, well, folks, thank you for uh, joining us this week and thank you for all of your support and your feedback. It's meant so much to yeah. us. Sharing the show means so much to us. Reviewing the show on your podcast platforms helps a ton. Uh, your recognition of, of the time you spend listening to this does not go unnoticed, but I don't think we could ever be as thank I don't think we could ever sound as thankful as we really are. You know. I mean it's physically impossible for me to sound thankful at all, but yeah. So Right, yeah. right, yeah. But just no. Just right, yeah, like <laughs> that's exactly right. But 
go to batandspider.com or join our Discord. Find our find an invite to our Discord at batandspider.com. Yeah, get in there. How about when you posted the Discord link to our Instagram, three people immediately joined. I'm yeah. begging week in and week out for people to just go to bat and spider. Like, is that the key to just shut down bat and and stop paying for it? I don't know. I don't know. They I just, just need a up for another year. Maybe we should just start throwing these links out here every day. Maybe, we, yeah, out. maybe we, yeah, maybe we get silly and, and just throw links everywhere. People yeah. will just join. It's all about the numbers in today's, <laughs> it's uh, a numbers game. Today's world. Um, and, uh, just, just keep doing what you're doing and, and, uh, we thank you. I mean, I, I, Chuck, this has been a wonderful episode and it's been wonderful doing this podcast with you. And oh. I'm sorry it's ending. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not that sorry, but it's going to be great to have the extra time yeah. during the week to, you know, spend time with it. our families, you know, uh, get some of those hobbies done, you know, that this kept us from doing, you know, I can finally finish that ship in a bottle. I've been working on for the last five years. I could spend uh, two more nights a week sliding into bed at 8.30 p.m. (laughs) But then staying up until 2 a.m. Yeah, but it's your time. It's great. But being so physically exhausted that I could barely say goodnight to the kids before I slither in. But then I'm, uh, you know, then I got the iPad in front of me. This is my world. Yeah, it's the best. Um. Yeah. No, seriously, um, uh, Chuck, I love you. I love you, Dale. Thank you for doing this with me. And just just say the word. Just wink, Chuck. If if you Jesus Christ, you need out. Just say the word. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll see everyone here next week for Fast Getaway, brought to you by the Donnelly Directory. (laughs) The Donnelly Directory. Um. I'm going to be so, by the time I get to this part in the, uh, the show, when I'm editing, yeah. I'm going to be like, damn, I really should go out there and, and get a sounder and put it in the episode. But at two hours in, I'm like, I don't know if I got it in me to go through the work of ripping it off the internet and sticking it in. God. So pretend I'm doing that right now. All right. Maybe your co-host will do it. We'll see. But, okay. But- Donnelly Directory. The Donnelly Directory. The Yellow Pages and much, much more. All right. Uh, Chuck, love you, pal. Love you. theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm.